It's the Go Gopher Podcast with Mike Grimm, episode number 25. I am Mike Grimm, voice of the Golden Gophers, and welcome back to the podcast. Summer workouts are now well underway for both the Golden Gopher men's and women's basketball teams. This week on the podcast, we're talking men's basketball with head coach Ben Johnson. He was the very first guest ever on the Go Gopher Podcast back in January. He returns now to episode number 25 to give us a midsummer update on the team, Tell us about the newcomers, the recruiting trail, the summer schedule, and yes, unfortunately, the injury situation involving forward Parker Fox of Matamidi. Heartbreaking news on his season-ending knee injury. He suffered that this past Monday during a summer practice. Ben Johnson is our guest on episode number 25. Our Go Gopher podcast is presented by alumni-owned Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're a business founder planning to exit your business, start by contacting Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. Sunbelt serves more businesses up to $5 million in revenue than anyone. And True North MA serves companies with revenues up to $150 million. Get a confidential, no cost, no obligation business valuation started today. Make the most of your life's work. Visit SunbeltMinnesota.com or TNMA.com today and tell Brian Slipka you heard all about it. On the Go Gopher podcast with Mike Grimm, Brian's a great guy. Our podcast is also sponsored by a big Gopher basketball fan, State Farm agent Tony Hoagland at ChamplinInsurance.com. Before we get to the Big Ten and Golden Gopher basketball, though, I want to once again invite you, our listeners of the podcast, to be part of a new feature on the Go Gopher podcast. We'll run it periodically. We'll call it the Mailbag segment. You can tweet to me any question you want about the Gophers, about broadcasting, about Minnesota, any interviews we've done on the Go Gopher podcast, or anything else you want to know about. We'll try to get to a few questions every few weeks. We'll answer the best ones here on the Go Gopher podcast. So if you want to be part of the first group of questions in the coming weeks, start sending me questions on Twitter. You can do so by tweeting directly at me. My handle is MikeGrim3. Or easier, you can hashtag the question with GoGopherPodcast. Again, either MikeGrim3 or hashtag GoGopherPodcast. We'll answer questions every few weeks throughout these summer months on the weekly show. Again, MikeGrim3 or hashtag GoGopherPodcast. We also invite you to subscribe to the podcast. It's free. You can click the subscribe button and listen at any time. You can also go back to listen to our previous shows. That includes last week's podcast. It was one of my favorite interviews of all time. Gopher football player Mariano Sori-Marin gave us a summer workout preview on football. He ran down his top 10 restaurants in Minnesota and told the incredible story of how his father's family came to the U.S. from Cuba back in the 1960s. I encourage you to go back and listen to that one if you haven't. I'd also invite you to offer feedback on the podcast and please share or retweet links to the Go Gopher podcast so others can find out about it and listen for free as well. When we come back, we're going to talk Golden Gopher basketball with head coach Ben Johnson. First, a word from Tony. Hey, Gopher fans, this is your State Farm agent, Tony Hoagland. We are super excited to be part of the new Mike Grimm Show on Talk North. For the year of 2022, we will be donating $10 to the University of Minnesota Children's Masonics Hospital for everyone that calls our office or checks in with us online and mentions that they heard about us on Talk North and the Mike Grimm Show. We are really excited again that Mike came on board with Talk North. You can reach us at 763-421-4900. You can find us on the web at champlininsurance.com. Again, 763-421-4900 or find us on the web at champlininsurance.com. Roll the boat, Sky Yuma, go Gophers.
It's episode 25, the Go Gopher podcast. I guess we call it the Silver Anniversary Edition, and uh, we bring back guest number one for this special edition, uh, Ben Johnson, Gopher men's basketball coach. We're in East Lansing, Michigan, if you remember that, sitting in that hotel lobby and cranking out the first ever episode, and here we are 25 episodes later. I remember. That was on the uh, extended road trip that we had. We had. Was that the Indiana yeah, was to the Michigan Indiana, State? Indiana, Michigan State swing, yeah. And then we got a few guys sick. <laughs> we had COVID. After that, yeah, that was... The uh, spreader. That was the... That was the uh, that trip uh, got us uh, got us a little bit in trouble right with uh, with uh, some illness and it and it was hard to shake the rest uh, you know the rest of the year but that was late leading into the Rutgers game which was maybe the most fun day we had all year right in terms of games it was uh well, we were just talking about that the other day um you know and how we won it in the fashion that we wanted with Sean making that big time defensive play um god it seems like a long time ago. It's like five years <laughs> ago does. sometimes, it right? Does. Luke Lowy hit all those threes that day. And did. I remember we were uh, uh, getting ready to tape the interview, and you were kind of uh, telling me, yeah, we're, this guy's out, and Jamison doesn't have COVID, but he's out. And I'm like, holy cow, this this could be a long day. But the dude stepped up, yeah, all I'm, of them. I'm pretty sure Trey, I think Trayton. He played all 40. Played 40? Yeah. And CD must have played 37, yeah. 38. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, it was, that was the Iron Five that day. That was. That was a fun day, no <laughs> doubt. Well, uh, as you and I are talking, where you're sitting at your desk. We're at the Athletes' Village. We look to uh, where we're at out to the right, and you're having uh, uh, some summer workouts with the guys. And how, how is that going so far? It's probably good to just get back in and coach them up, right? Yeah, it's been, it's been really good. Uh, we're just beginning our second week. It's good to get the freshmen acclimated to just college basketball. Um, it's good to get the new transfers in here and get them acclimated to college basketball and kind of how we do things. And you have new energy and new life and um, new excitement. So it, it makes for a fun gym. You got, what, about eight new guys, right? Four yeah. freshmen, a couple of transfers, and, and different guys in there. I guess seven maybe, seven or eight. Yep, four freshmen, three transfers. Three transfers. Um, it, it, it's, it is new, you know, and, and the four freshmen is different because, you know, the transfers like we had last year, they had been around college basketball. Right. So it was different, but it wasn't drastically different. Whereas now you're trying to teach four new freshmen, just even the intensity level and the, the mindset that you have to have for a workout or for a weight room session um, just takes a little bit of time. But again, that's also the fun part when you get to work with those guys um, from, from ground one, really. I, w- I would think too, with the guys you brought in last year, uh, with the experience they had, that was helpful in the sense that they probably understood some of those things, the intensity and, um, and you kind of picked guys that you knew would fit with what you were expecting um so that maybe served as some benefit in games is there now on the flip side of that um these guys you get to kind of mold them you got you know hopefully four years maybe five depending with some of these guys you know obviously if if some are good enough to to leave early and move on to pro hoops great too but if you get you know four or five years and you can mold them i mean how exciting is that to look forward to also It, it definitely is um you know, again, you're getting those guys at, at the stage one, the ground one level, so you are able to mold them. You're able to, you know, kind of create their their habits. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you want those all to be good ones, and so that's why I think the culture piece is so important, where you want those guys to come into an environment where the, the table has already been set in terms of how you go about your work and how you operate on a day-to-day basis as a part of the Gopher men's basketball team. And so I think, you know, from last year, 
that was that was something great that that those guys left was a template of this is how we move here and so now these guys have come in and they're all egoless they're they're willing workers they're sponges and and they're going to adapt and do what the culture has them do and um and it's the fun part because now you're going to be able to see them truly grow from 18 years old to, uh, you know, yeah. 20, 21, 22, and see that whole maturation process. And um, and that is fun. It's always fun. Is there, uh, what is the benefit, too, of having them in before the real, quote, unquote, school year starts, where I'm assuming maybe a couple of them taking a few summer classes just to just to get that part under their belt? I mean, I, I'm guessing when you played, did, did you guys have, you know, or, or enroll early and those kind of things in the summer? Was that, was that just starting then? Yeah, so when I played, um, coaches – they had to be hands off in the summertime. So you would still come because you could do strength and conditioning. Mm-hmm. And so you still do that. And then obviously, you know, you'd work out on your own. Um, but you could also play pickup. So that was the big thing was yeah. like, you know, you're getting with your teammates, you're having those runs, you know, you're playing maybe in a summer league that was going on, but we didn't have the, we're allowed necessarily to have the organized structure that these guys have now. Right. Um, and every year, since it's been implemented, it feels like, you know, we're getting a little bit more hours and a little bit more hands-on. So now you can really take advantage of these eight weeks and you can really, you know, do whatever you want to. You can do skill development plus practice. You can do all practice. I mean, you could put your stuff in uh, just depending on how you want to move as a coach. So it's super beneficial. You know, on top of that, it's it's a, a chance for especially the freshmen to experience a college campus with less pressure academically and to kind of feel their way around and, and, and get habits so that in the fall when they have a bigger load with school that they're able to manage it and it's not as overwhelming. And then hopefully they do a really good job and you got a GPA cushion. Yeah. So like now you're not battling, uh, you know, eligibility you're not battling or and trying to work your way up you, know, you should have a good base gpa wise that that gets you on the right foot yeah trying to do uh, homework on five-day road trips although i guess the one was during was when there was no school in session <laughs> right over the holiday but all that stuff right and i would think too even for you um given that it's different and you guys are allowed more it's a bittersweet thing because i'm guessing you, you wouldn't mind you know because everything gets thrown on the head coach's plate your assistants as well more stuff, more stuff. Oh, you can meet with the team more. Oh, that's great. But okay, that's one less day that I might have to, you know, <laughs> go do something on my own, right? Yeah. I mean, you guys are busy now 12 months a year and it uh, it continues to stack up. So I suppose it's 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 good and bad news from that standpoint. You get to work with these guys, but um, maybe a little less time with whatever you want to do in your free time. Yeah, no, it, it definitely, um, definitely obviously takes at the time and eats <laughs> at the time. But at the same time, um, you know, we enjoy doing it. And so... Um, you know, any chance, again, that you can get with your team early. You know, normally before this, it's like you, it's almost like it was Christmas and you couldn't open the presents, right? right. And, and they're here on campus and it was like so frustrating because you can see them every day, but you can never work with them. And now it's like, okay, if they're going to be here, well, then yeah, why wouldn't we want to spend as much time with them and work with them and, and, and be hands-on with them? So from that standpoint, um, you know, it's, it's, it's always good. It's always fun. You know, you're, you're able to kind of, you know, in a less pressure situation because there's obviously not games, you can experiment a little bit. You right. can test stuff out, uh, which is always good from a, from a head coaching standpoint. You know, if there's an idea that you had from last year, you want to throw it in there and see how it looks. You have the ability to do that, and you don't feel like your back's against the wall. You're under a time crunch as you, as you do in the fall. 
Is there, uh, what is the schedule then? What will it kind of look like from now as we talk here in the middle of June up until the opener in November? What, uh, you know, I know summer, and then do they get a little time off before the school year starts? Yeah, so we're allowed eight weeks um, from the NCAA to do our summer program. So we'll go all the way, and I try to stretch it out. We start a little bit late in June, and, I, and I'll stretch it out till the second week in August. Mm -hmm. So now those guys will be able to go home for two and a half weeks, and then we bring them back that last week in August. New students have new student orientation. That's the first home football game, so we want them around for that. Uh, and then we will start workouts um, after the holiday when, we, when we've been in classes. So, um, you know, they, they have a pretty active, pretty busy summer, you know, but you try to, what you don't want is to make it feel like for these guys that it's a year-round thing. So I do, when, when, when we work, we work. But then when you have time off, I want guys to get away and take time off so that when they come back, they're fresh. When do you get to go do something you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> this year will be, barring something crazy, hopefully August, yeah. you got you to gotta get away. And I told the same thing for my staff. You know, we, we've got to be able to, to get away at least for a week or so and just kind of recharge and refresh, um, you know, especially now that, you know, we got a, we got a loaded roster. And, and, you know, this year, you know, we're going to be able to attack it. And so now it's like I want guys, to, when they're back, to be back fresh and energized and, and ready to roll. It used to be that July was a big AAU time. Is that still the case or is yeah, that yeah. switched? July yeah, is so they be they, traveling they, then too probably? Yeah, they've added June and July. So we've always had the spring. We can go out um, two weekends in June, and then July will be the, is the bigger one because you just get more time. You get Wednesday to Sunday on two different weeks. Yeah. So. How big is that to can you know to just be exposed to players and talk to people and whether it's coaches you know what 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 can you do and can't you do in terms of trying to establish those important relationships probably at all age levels now right Yeah no it, it's good because you know hopefully you're able to to maybe see a couple of the young talented kids in, in classes that are maybe like you know coming up so maybe some 24s and 25s with the class you're recruiting, it's really FaceTime. You know, you're showing these kids that, that they're priority, you're being at their games, you're being visible. You know, now for me being a head coach, selfishly, you know, I like to see other coaches on the road because I can pick their brain. And, you know, you can ask yeah. questions, whether it's, you know, hey, how did you guys do your eight-week summer session? Was there something that somebody did that I think is – is really cool and beneficial. Well, I'll, I can do that next year. Or, you know, if I know we're going to play a certain way, I might seek out a guy that kind of plays that way and pick his brain on, you know, how'd you implement it? What were the stages? Any drills that you liked that you thought really taught it? I love that. And mm -hmm. I think it's, 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 uh, and, and coaches have been in our profession historically really good at, you know, expanding the game and, and, and being selfless from that standpoint. But it's a great opportunity to, to, to again, gain knowledge from guys that have done it for a long time and, and kind of pick their brain. I think you and I joked about this one time earlier uh, in a show. It, maybe it was one of the coaches' shows that um, at a lot of those events, the assistant coaches kind of hang out, and then the head coaches kind of hang out, and then you kind of, the assistants kind of grumble about their bosses. And so now you're the boss. So how, <laughs> how, how, how does that work? Are you hanging out with yeah. a different group of people now in July at these gyms? Yeah, you got 
had a different group. No, I, I still got some some friends that are assistants, uh, but it allows me to slide over to the head coach's table every once in a while, and and those guys will listen to me. Um, but yeah, no, that's the fun of it. You you do you establish relationships with uh, guys across the country at different levels, different leagues, and it's is it is fun to you know be able to go out to dinner or go out to dinner with yeah. a guy and 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 again reconnect and and maintain those kind of coaching relationships. The summer workouts um, here underway at Minnesota, and you had mentioned this week as we record this podcast in the middle of the week, you got some bad news injury wise, heartbreaking really, um, and I don't know what the extent or if there's any updates but Parker Fox uh, injured uh, the other knee after working so hard and it was fun to watch him work and have fun while he was working and you know he was kind of an emotional uh, piece of this team last year so uh, can you give us any update with him and and how um, you know how he's handling it and how you're handling it and how kind of heartbreaking that is and and then also the callous part of it is like okay you got to move on with the rest of the group yeah I think first off you know you feel you feel for Parker I think I told the team you know, there's only a handful of guys that were here last year that saw the work that he put in to get his body to this point. And the, you know, the tireless hours that he spent doing rehab, um, you know, doing strength and conditioning, that got him to a place where he felt really comfortable and really good and was ready to roll and was excited. Uh, and then to see it happen on a fluke, Injury, a fluke play, um, you know, it just it, it does it kills you um, because you you just know the type of effort and the type of competitor and and you know he he made the move to transfer it so he could play here right and and at the end of the day you know and and to not have that opportunity now going on for the the second year is tough but if there's a kid that can handle adversity a lot like Eric it's 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 Parker you know he's just he's got a good way about him he's able to flip the narrative. And he's able to, you know, go through the process because he's mentally tough. And, and that's one thing I talked to him about today even was there's good and bad with, you know, having this injury. The, the good and the bad is that he, he, he knows what's up. He knows what's coming. Um, the bad part is he knows what's coming, you know. And, and now you have that mental battle. And I told him because of that you just got to worry about the day-to-day you can't look at the calendar and say oh man i got another five months i got another six months there's another seven months you have to just worry about you know what i attacked it today i got my rehab i got better today i'm gonna worry about tomorrow when tomorrow comes so it's a little bit more manageable and but that that is that is going to be the challenge for him you know he tore his his acl almost the exact same way on the other knee and um you know it's 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 frustrating. I told him it it sucks. It's it's okay to own that and and to to come to grips with that. Um, but you know he's going to have to do what he's got to do after surgery to get mentally right and get better. And then same thing with our team. It sucks to lose a guy like Parker. It sucks to lose his experience, his physicality, his competitiveness. But nobody feels sorry for us. You know nobody cares. And now we've got to be able to regroup. And I just told our guys that it's an opportunity for other guys to step up. But then it's also now there's an expectation. Uh, somebody's got to replace his physicality. Um, we got to do that as parts and as a whole and, you know, replace his competitiveness, his, his fire, his energy, 
and I think we will. Um, but we've got to we've got to work on that every day. And I'm sure you know the, the outcome, so to speak, in terms of how quickly you can come back. Because you know the, the the medicine is getting better with those. Is there you know I suppose surgery is coming soon, but is there a chance that at some point, maybe late in the year, he could he could offer this team some some minutes on the floor? Yeah, I'm going to approach it just like last year. Yeah. Um, if he's able to, without taking shortcuts that mm-hmm. put him in danger, then great. Um, I think we almost got to look at his worst case scenario where he's probably not going to be with it this year. I just want to make sure we do right by him and that he doesn't feel there's an expectation of him to come back. That's it. The only expectation is for you to get right and get healthy. And, you know, again, if that's at the end of this year, great. If it's not till next year, then it is what it is. But um, we owe that to him to, to give him his due time and, and let him go through the process the right way. And, and then, you know, got to let the, the chips fall where they may kind of. Yeah, man, just a heartbreaker because he was, you know, so excited to be uh, back and he was looking good, right? I mean, he was even late last year, I was watching some of the shoot arounds and different things. And I mean, he's, he's jumping to the top of the backboard and doing different things. So I know that, you know, he was counting on being a big piece of this resurgence, right? Yeah, no, he was. And and again, it, the mental piece, you know, some people, if you, if you haven't been hurt or you haven't played in sports, the mental piece to get over and get in the right mind frame is so much harder than the physical piece. And he was mentally finally mm-hmm. in it where I don't think he was thinking about the knee when we were practicing. And, and so it's like, you know, the minute that you finally cross that last hurdle, bam, you know, adversity hits. Um, so that's the tough part. But again, you know, I just told him, you know, you're you're a tough dude. You, you you've been through it. You know, there's no reason why you can't go through it again. And again, he's got a great outlook on it, and uh, and I expect him to to attack it and, and come back and be just as strong as he was before. And then you mentioned, I mean, there is that pragmatic side. You mentioned the message of the team is, you, you know, the rest of us have to pick up. Is there, from that standpoint too, is it too late here in June to? scramble and maybe find a kid out there in the portal that could potentially offer some help. I mean, the good news is I think you have some good depth at that, you know, at the front court a little bit more than last year, but is is that maybe a possibility too? Yeah, there's a possibility. I mean, we've looked, we've looked at every possible angle um, and we, we will continue. I think we, you know, we, it's my job. I, I, uh, I have to put together the best team possible for us uh, to compete. And so, you know, we gotta, we gotta look under, every single possibility, whether that's a transfer, international, late high school, somebody in the portal, somebody to reclass, um, you know, we, we, we owe it to, to this program to do that. So, you know, we will. And if it makes sense, then we'll move on it. And if it doesn't make sense, then we won't. I think the, the biggest thing you have to look at is it can't be, you know, a, a short-term fix for a long-term problem. Right. Meaning... You know, I don't want to make a knee-jerk reaction or take a guy, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, it might help us in the short term, but then it's going to put us in a bind with the kids in the 24 class or the kids in the 23 class, especially the 23 class, which is going to sign in the fall. You don't want to, you know, you take a kid, and then all of a sudden the kid in the 23 looks at and goes, well, wait a minute. Right. You just got this kid. Well, he plays my same position. Or how does that affect the depth chart now for years to come? And so um, you just got to be smart, and, and you got to look at the 
the total piece and at the same time, you know, be able to, to put the best team together on the court to win games. I say this a little jokingly, but I think it was about a year ago this time uh, you and Eric Curry discussed him coming out of retirement. He does have a year left. Is, is, is that discussion to be had yet? Didn't call him. <laughs> I did not. I did not call him. Um, no, it's, I, I think Eric's in a really good spot. Um, you know, he's got a couple of job opportunities here coming nice. up. Nice, yeah. But I, 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 yeah, I don't think him nor I have the time <laughs> to go down that route again. I, there's a good chance that Eric has not got a sweat in or ran faster than a walk since the end of the year. So that might be a little bit too big of a hill to climb. <laughs> he could offer, um, unfortunately, he had gone through almost the identical deal. So at a minimum, he could maybe offer his former teammate Parker some some insight onto what, uh, you know, I mean, as you mentioned, Parker's gone through it now with one knee, but to do it again I mean that yeah. was probably you know Eric's biggest achievement was to do what he did and then be a, yeah. a dude I mean he came back and was a factor yeah no and they've actually talked um talked about it and there's him you know you got in our league too Robbie Hummel who's kind of yeah. been through the same thing we talked about Clay Thompson with Parker um because I think it's good to, to for him to see examples of people that have had similar hurdles to, right. to overcome that have been able to overcome them and you continue to, to do what you love to do. Um, and so I think that'll help just with, you know, it's been done before. This yeah. is not like something that's mission impossible. Um, and obviously EC, you know, knowing him and, and knowing Parker's personality and Parker knowing him, I think will be a really good voice as he continues through the process. All right, let's talk about some of these newcomers. We've got about 10 minutes left here on, on the podcast. Um, just give me your, uh, you know, you've seen him now for two weeks. You knew some of these guys. I think of a Dawson Garcia. I mean, you've known him since what? He was about a 10th or 9th grader maybe. So you know a little bit, but now you have him in your gym. What uh, We'll start with him, Dawson Garcia. What do you see here after a couple of weeks from him? Blue collar, hard worker, enjoys the grind, enjoys the process, no ego, and competitive, talented. Um, great teammate, guys love him. He fits into what we're about and what we do perfectly. And, uh, and he's definitely a, a nice added piece of, of size, length, and, and talent. Yeah, and people look at, you know, McDonald's All-American, hometown guy. Like, is this a guy that can splash with some big impact right away, do you think? Potentially, you know, but at the same time, I've told him I don't want him to feel the weight of the world. Right. I don't want him to feel like um, everything's on his shoulders now, especially with Parker out. I don't want him to feel like there's an expectation of, man, you got to jump in right away and be 17, 18 points off the bat. You know, he's obviously got to be productive for us, but more importantly, he's got to be productive and consistent. And I think he's productive and consistent and he gets better and he does what he does. All that stuff will take care of itself. Um, but he doesn't need to feel the, the weight of the world that, you know, we go as he goes. He's a he's a nice piece. Um, and he's just got to be be consistent with his effort and his play. And if he gives you 18 tonight, great, but it's got to be in his style and your style, right? It can't be a forced situation. Right. Yeah, no, I'd definitely take 18. If he, <laughs> wants to give, if he wants to give 18, we'll take 18 all day. But yeah, it, it's, it's, it's going to come in the confines of what we do. And, and he understands that. And, and like I said, he's been great. Uh, he's been awesome. He's, been, he's about the right stuff. All right, we'll go through these, uh, these quickly here. Taylon Cooper, tell us about him. Big time, big time floor general. Um, he's a connector. He's got a great way about him. Teammates love him. They trust him. They have belief in him. And he's really good. Um, you know, I think he's one of the better pick and roll players in the country, especially that were available in the portal. He's got good size. He can make every single pass. He's a willing passer. He can make a jump shot. Um, 
you know, really excited about the direction that he can help take our team. Um, but more importantly, just who he is as a man. Um, you can't put a price tag on guys like that that run the locker room mm-hmm. and guys that bring the other players together and, and a guy that everybody loves to play with. I think that's special. Yeah, and uh, my spies tell me he's already had it, like he's already kind of taken that leadership role. Yeah, no, in a I, short I, time, right? Yeah, he just kind of has a way about him and a presence where people are drawn to him, and I think he's a natural leader. So yeah, no, he, in a short period of time, he's been able to to put his stamp on that and in, in, in early. Yeah, that's great. All right, how about Torres Samuels, who will kind of play a similar spot, right? Yeah, similar to to Talon in terms of you know leader. You know, he's a natural leader. Um, you know, he's a guy that that's been put in leadership roles. You know, whether it was on campus at Dartmouth or, or in the locker room at Dartmouth. Um, you know, he's he's a positive, you know, aggressive in terms of personality, in terms of demeanor, in a good way. You know, he, he is everyone's biggest cheerleader. Um, he, he's nonstop talking when we get in workouts. Um, you know, he wants his group to be the best group of the day, kind of that iron sharpens iron mentality, which, which is what you need. You know, he's willing to push guys, and he does it in the right way, um, and, he, and, he's, and he's vocal. And he's got experience. I think that's the other thing, too, is it's a guy that's been around it, that's been productive, that's put up good numbers, um, and that the younger guys can look up to as a, as a really good example of just how to conduct yourself. Dartmouth guy must be smart, too, huh? Smartest guy in the room. <laughs> It's always good to have a guy, right? Yeah, no, I I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Stay in the backcourt. Braden Carrington, freshman, state champion here locally. Uh, What are you seeing from him so far? Consistency. Um, You know, I think that's the biggest thing with freshmen is is he's been pretty consistent and hasn't been over a long period of time because we just haven't been going that far. But for for what we've done, uh, that's been the most impressive part. And I think him winning the state championship has given him a, a different level of confidence, which is good. He carries himself the right way. He can really shoot it. He knows how to play. And I told all those freshmen, um, you know, their biggest job this summer is just to learn and grow and, and figure out how hard you have to play. And, and he's done a great job of all that. I would guess for a lot of freshmen, consistency isn't the first thing that comes. So that's a good sign, I would think. Yeah, it's a great sign. And I just think it's because he, he knows what he is and he doesn't try to do too much. And he kind of lives in his box. And when you do that, you, you end up being more consistent. Uh, let's see, Joshua Ola Joseph. What do we see from him? Josh is kind of a, a Swiss Army knife. You know, he's not a, a true post up. He's not a true perimeter. He's kind of a, a mesh of both. Unreal athleticism. He's got really good length. He's powerful. He's strong. Um, he's another kid that's a worker. He's really, really, really good defensively. I think that's where his his uh, his niche is going to be early is defensively. He can really guard and guard at a high level, uh, one through four. And so now uh, you combine that with uh, his athleticism and his strength. Um, he's gonna he's gonna put himself in an opportunity to 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 try to compete right away because he physically can do it. Uh, so Josh will be Josh will be excited to learn with and grow because he is he's really talented. Mm-hmm. Jaden Henley, let's uh, hear from uh, about him a little bit. Yeah, Jaden. Not many people obviously have had the chance to see him being out of state in California, um, but Jaden's upside is through the roof. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I really wanted to recruit him, and, and so thankful we got him here. Um, like the other four freshmen, just great kid. You know, goes about the right way, no ego, but he's got you know six six frame. 
He's going to be, you know, physically strong, especially by the end of the summer. He's got a great IQ, feel, skill set. He can shoot it. He's got a good handle. You know, I think he's a kid that, you know, down the line could be could be really impactful for our team. And, and again, he's got just the measurables that you can't teach. And he's got that, you combine that with the skill level that he has. I think he's a big-time sleeper in this class. Is he a multi-positional guy too? Can yeah, yeah, he'll be all over the place. Yep, yeah. one, two, three. I mean, he's, he, can, he can do a, a plethora of things because, um, again, he's, he is so, he's so skilled. Farrell Payne, another local kid. And I, I remember you talking to me about him over a year ago, maybe two years ago. And uh, I remember you saying, uh, I hope we can get him early because people yeah. are going to want to jump in. And you did. And people did want to jump in. And he stayed. And here he is. So now, after that is the <laughs> backdrop, how has he been here? He's been great. He has been great. Um, he's a lot like Bam from Miami. Mm. Uh, just athletic, powerful, strong. He might arguably in our weight room be already one of the top, you know, three, three, three guys on our team as far as strength. I mean, he's just built like freaking Chris Weber. Um, <laughs> but, you know, again, a, another guy that's really skilled. I mean, you can play through him at the, in the elbows. He can dribble pass and shoot. Uh, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be special. I really believe that down the line at, at some point. And uh, again, another guy that just trusts the work and trusts the process and is not ego driven. I mean, he just wants to get better. He just puts his head down and wants to get better. And he's got great examples that encourage that. And, and hopefully he'll continue to, to be who he is and, and get better every day. Permit me one quick one here, Isaiah Enan, because it's almost like in, you know, they say in the big leagues, when a guy comes back from injury, it's like making a trade at the trade deadline, right? You've added a piece here. Uh, how is his recovery? And what do you see from Isaiah, who fans have seen before, of course? Yeah, no, Isaiah has been, he's been good too. You know, he's, he's had a great attitude through this whole process of last year going through the rehab he's had a great attitude this spring and summer with just being energetic to be in the gym I know he's missed it now he's able to play five on five so he's thriving in that and I think with Isaiah it's it's all about the mentality piece um you know he's got all the tools he's got the size he's got the versatility he can do just about anything on the court offensively and defensively and now it's about you know how mentally tough can you be and and if he can get really mentally tough I think he's got a, a chance to really, really be impactful for this team and, and play basketball for many years to come at a high level. Um, if that wavers, you know, then that's, that could prevent him from doing some things. And we've had those honest talks, and he knows it. And so now the challenge of this summer is is how, how much can you push yourself mentally to be mentally tough where nothing phases you. You know, you could go 0 for 3. You're going to take that fourth shot because you know you're going to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're going you're gonna to get that defensive stop because you know that's what you do. So that will be the challenge. Um, but I love I'll, everything that he brings to the table. You have recruits on campus, so we better let you go. Um, I do want to ask you, last one, um, now that you have a framework that you can show recruits, how has that changed the message from maybe a year ago at this time when you first got the job? It's helped a lot because now there's, there's proof in the pudding. You know, you, you're not just throwing – I'm gonna, we're gonna, yeah. this will be, you can actually show them factual data and film and numbers and, you know, players can discuss things they saw when they came to games. Families can, hey, I remember coming to the Rutgers game and seeing it. And, you know, you talk about family and guys being great teammates. We saw that on the bench and it's just more real. And, and I think it gives confidence to a lot of families, hopefully. And so, you know, we're gonna try to, 
obviously use that. It's a lot easier to recruit when you've got a year under your belt and, and people kind of know what you're trying to do in the direction of your program. Very good. Awesome to see you. Thank you. Have a good summer. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. There he is. Our thanks to Gopher men's basketball coach Ben Johnson, who was kind enough to host me in his office at Athletes Village this week on campus. I hope you enjoyed hearing from the head coach. It's Go Gopher Podcast Episode 25. The Go Gopher Podcast is presented by Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're buying or selling a business, visit Sun sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com. We're also sponsored by State Farm agent Tony Hoagland. Brandon Morton is our producer and technical expert. Again, I'd invite you to listen to past podcasts. Please be sure to click the subscribe button right now. It's absolutely free to listen at any time. And please share the link on your social media channels. And don't forget, get me your questions for an upcoming mailbag segment. Hit me with those questions on Twitter at MikeGrim3 or hashtag GoGopherPodcast. We'll talk again next week.